So the record button? Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to your headphones a man who is a former lacrosse superstar. Now he spends his time writing rap music and breaking hearts of women on Tinder. He has a podcast, and you're listening to it now. It is Kennedy Diet! And I'm Matt. How's it going, bro? All right, man. Uh, so, hi, everybody. My name is Kennedy uh, from Backstage with Kennedy. Uh, it's a podcast where we, uh, where I interview musicians, um, athletes, just in general hustlers. Uh, and today I got my buddy DJ Low with me. Um, he is one of the biggest underground hip-hop promoters in Toronto, as well as he has his own pod, uh, sorry, his own blog called Way in MMA. It's uh, really quite cool. The content's really good. Uh, no one's really more knowledgeable than DJ when it comes to UFC. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to kind of chat about a couple things today. And, uh, yeah, yeah. How are you doing, DJ? I'm doing great. How are you, my friend? I'm doing all right. Doing decent. Uh, been locked in the house all day pretty much, but you know how it is. That's the life right now, quarantine. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right, bud. So uh, I got a couple questions for you here. So um, I got a couple answers for you. Do you? You got the questions. I got the answers. Oh, I'm, I'm glad we're I'm glad we're doing this then. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, what got you into MMA, dude? What got me into MMA? Yeah, I think the the first dose of MMA came from. Um, a place I used to work at, like I'd seen it previously, like before this time, like little little bits and pieces. But uh, my first job was probably fifteen, working in a bar. Uh, I was working in the kitchen actually, and I remember seeing the posters go up, and there was a bunch of like rampage posters. Um, and then uh, I remember seeing like some Chuck Liddell ones back in the day, and I'm just, uh, I just became like interested. I was like, who are these guys? Because the way they're promoting them was. Like pretty hardcore, you know, like the Iceman. It's just like, oh, I wonder who this Iceman is. And then, uh, then they had like Rampage ones with like him wearing like a big metal chain. And from there, it just uh, sparked the interest. And I'd start watching pay per views and getting familiar with different fighters until, uh, until, um, got to the point where I, I realized I was a fan. And then fast forward to now, and I'm not only a fan, I'm probably the biggest fan true it's true like uh whenever i ask you what you're up to because obviously we talk quite a bit um you always seem to be doing your picks you know your your picks for the upcoming mma fights and 90 percent of the time you're correct you know what i mean maybe even more than that um it's actually wild like you do so much research that uh and i i honor that you know what i mean that's that's incredible that you can have that much um, interest in a subject that you can spend all your time doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like when you're not working, I'm, that's what you're doing pretty much. Yeah. I'm very passionate about uh, any of the fights that happen any weekend, but um, yeah, I would say uh, because I watch so many, I'm familiar with a lot of the fighters and their, 
their uh, their styles and then how they match up against other people. So um, it's a bit of research plus a bit of knowledge. Put them together, make some bets, and uh, I typically do pretty well. Absolutely. So do you find that um, so, so now you are um, doing MMA yourself, you're actually fighting. Um, do you training. find that? Yeah, training, training. Sorry, my bad. Do you have um, like a newfound respect for these guys, like even more than you did prior? Um, I've always, I've always had it. I always knew that it's uh, it's not as easy as it looks. I'm not one of those people who like sit back and be like, oh, I could beat that guy up. Although I do say every Saturday that I could beat up at least one of the fighters on a card. But anyone <laughs> um, who really understands knows that I'm just joking. But maybe sometimes I'm um, a bit more convincing than uh than I actually am. But um maybe maybe you could beat up like Elias Theodoro or something. <laughs> oh man, I've said I could beat him up before, but as soon as I met him in person, I'm just like, oh, what's up, man? I'm a big fan. <laughs> you didn't pack up the talk, man. You just you just backpedaled real quick right. on that one. <laughs> oh. They say what keep the same energy. I definitely did not do that. Yeah, yeah man. All right. So um so who do you have? Who do you have for the fights? Like let's let's go through the card and uh, right, well for for yourself or for anyone who didn't know, because of the quarantine, sports have been canceled. Um, during that time, there's been one UFC. They attempted um, to continue going despite all the um, requests and um, all the rules put in place from like the government in each country. So they did one in Brazil. They had it with no fans. It was pretty good. Kevin Lee ended up uh, getting choked out. And uh, it was a pretty crazy fight. But since then, um, UFC's kind of been on a hiatus. And uh, they canceled three of their events. So it's been um, a pretty long month, to say the least. But uh, um, coming up, April 18th, we got Tony Ferguson. And he's taking a replacement fight against Justin Gaethje. That should choose. be a good one. Oh, it's gonna be a very good one. Honestly, everybody is uh, looking forward to Tony and Khabib. It's like such a highly anticipated fight. But to be honest, if you don't compare the fights and you're not looking forward to that one, you could easily say that um, Tony Ferguson versus uh, Justin Gaethje is a much better fight and a much more violent fight. Yeah, if I had to choose one. I'd probably lean towards Justin Gaethje in this one, to be honest. Oof. The the dogs go at it, and Gaethje comes out on top. All right, all right. Tony I mean, Ferguson you know, is a he's a tough guy, scary guy. You don't want to go up against him. He's got crazy endurance. Um, very, I wouldn't say technical because he's very like um, unorthodox, but he has a skill. Um, to bring with him like anywhere he goes whether he's on the feet whether in the clinch or on the ground like his jujitsu his elbows he's just a very scary guy yeah you know we we tend to watch fights together quite a bit um and i i do find man like the khabib fights you got to give him credit like he's incredible at what he does but i find his fights very boring um because it's a lot of sub work, a lot of groundwork, right? Um, so the Gaethje Ferguson fight, I think, 
to me at least would be more entertaining because they're just gonna go at it you know what i mean like there's there's gonna be a lot more um stand-up game i think am i right um yeah for the most part for sure like gaichi is um is a is a collegiate wrestler like i think division one or two maybe but um he doesn't use his wrestling. He just he leaves that on the back burner. This guy goes for it, and um, he's much more powerful. He's uh, he's very aggressive. Like it doesn't matter how many times you hit him, he returns it like much worse. And uh, I think about Tony Ferguson is he gets touched a lot and he gets dropped mm-hmm. every single fight. And against someone like Gaethje, who's like just as durable but it packs more power, um, yeah. it could be a problem for Tony. Okay, who who else you got in the fights? Well, we got a pretty big card. Um, the co-main event is uh, Rose Namajunas, and she's going against Jessica Andrade. I'm not sure if uh, you remember, but in the last fight, because this is a this is a rematch, um, mm-hmm. the last fight that they had, Andrade actually took the belt from Rose. It was the fight where uh, Andrade had picked her up and slammed her on her neck and knocked her out. I do, I do remember that fight actually. Yeah, so that was last year, not too far away. But um, this is a rematch since then, and uh, Rose had lost her belt. And then uh, Andrade had lost it to Wei Li Zhang. So um, huh. now Andrade has to run it back with Rose. And the winner of that fight is right back in uh, back in line for a title shot. But, man, this is a stacked card. I think there's like over combined and only maybe like wow. 80 decisions like combined between all the fighters on the card. So wow. um, everybody on it is like a finisher, really. For all the music fans out there, you're going to want to cheer for Rose in this fight. Um, she's actually in a Billy Talent uh, uh, movie that they made. Billy Talent made a movie. And uh, yeah, and Rose is, uh, Rose is a main character in it. Um, I believe Cowboy Cerrone is in it as well. Yeah. yeah, man. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. I've been Speaking a fan of those. movies quick. And uh, um, the new show... Uh, for life from 50 cent yeah it's on uh, abc he actually has a bunch of ufc fighters in there he's got like Alex jermaine sterling he's got um john volante chris weidman um all sorts of stuff like a bunch of ufc fighters are in that show now a lot of these guys are making a second career out of it eh? maybe I, I don't know if they're realizing you know like well they're all from this... new york so maybe um like they're sourcing locally and plus like being in the UFC, they definitely have management and stuff probably helped them get that role. But uh, yeah, it's a good thing for them to fall back on. If they don't have to fight, why would they, you know? Absolutely. There's a lot of, uh, you're, you're going to get a lot of lifetime injuries through UFC. You got to give it to them. So if they can uh, step away from it once in a while, it's probably not the worst thing, but you know, especially for someone not... like Weidman, who's been knocked out four times in a row, like brutally. Yeah. It's, it's entertaining, but, it's very entertaining, but it, it's nice to see these guys actually taking care of themselves at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, just go through like two more fights, two more fights, so that people can build their pro line, uh, their 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 bet three six five uh, cards. Right, in that fight, I would have to say Rose. If you're gonna pick Rose, like you should pick Rose, but also for uh, making money, I'd pick Rose. She was smoking Andrade in the first fight, and I mm-hmm. just ended up getting caught and dumped on her head, but. Um, next up on the card would be um, Greg Hardy from the NFL. He's yeah, now former fighter. Yeah. So Greg Hardy is going against this guy, um, DeCastro. And his last fight was a walk-off KO. And it was like one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. Like, 
is just a beautiful punch. But um, those two scrapping, it's going to be a guaranteed KO no matter what. Like, I wouldn't sleep on that. I wouldn't even blink. Like, I'd tape your eyes open if you have to. But, uh, <laughs> so prop that did that. <laughs> if I had to give one more fight, we got Francis Naganu versus Rosenstruck. Which uh, Rosenstruck, I think his name's like Jarzinho. He's um mm-hmm. he's an up and comer in the heavyweight division, and then um, he's going against Francis Naganu, the guy who has the world record for the hardest punch, literally the hardest punch in the world. And uh, that's wild. Imagine that with a four ounce glove on inside the octagon. Oof. Longer, as long as they engage, it's gonna be fireworks. You know, when I was uh, I used to do some like high school wrestling, I was. Awful. I was terrible. Well, and uh, that, I would assume so. <laughs> I remember my uh, my coach. Shout out to King Gersky if he's listening. Um, he said to me, he goes, "All right, Kennedy. My first fight was against a national champion <laughs> um, for my weight class." And he goes, "All right, Kennedy. This is what you're gonna do. You're gonna run away." Man, I pulled a spin move in there, so I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine Naganu coming at me. <laughs> you know what I mean, I would be out of that. I would reverse Khabib. You know, I would jump out of the octagon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, wild. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so obviously, you're you're all in on this way in MMA uh, blog right now, and uh, yeah, the one thing I really love about your blog is it's. The it's it catches my eye, you know. All of your graphics that you post, everything is very clean, slick, and informative at the same time. You know what I mean? And in with the whole concept of way in MMA, you're allowing other people to see, um, like, for them to weigh in on on what. Hence the name. Uh, they're able to weigh in on the uh, the fights themselves and some of the content you post. Um, how important is uh, the engagement and stuff from the people that you're uh, you're list that are looking at your blog and stuff? Um, it's definitely it's definitely important. It, it partially relies on me. Like I have to stay consistent with the content I'm putting up. I have to put um because it's 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 a pretty let me how do I say this? It's um it's a pretty big sport now, but it still is a niche. Yeah among sports fans and um the mma community um specifically is uh very active online very passionate everybody has an opinion and they also like to let other people know that they do have one so um Mm -hmm. as long as you're putting out content and uh original content at that because there's maybe a handful of pages and um they'll post original content and then there's a hundred pages below them that just like take their stuff and repost it so Mm -hmm. um, whether it's memes or news and if you can bring original content or be the first one to to put the news out then it can really um like make your numbers skyrocket and you can like really get um, some traction in the mma field and gain some fans and popularity but um it's inevitable it's just uh you put a bit like you put some time into it you keep coming with the content uh, this is something where you're guaranteed to get the fans and definitely definitely grow a brand yeah you you say that and uh, I, I read a book actually yeah i know i read a book believe it or not um and it was a, a book on a entrepreneur gary vanerchuk um and he said that he said it doesn't matter how many people are looking at your 
your podcasts, your blogs, whatever content you're putting out, it doesn't matter how many people are looking at it as long as you're consistent with your content, right? And um, that's a that's a big thing, right? Be consistent, and you, you'll do fantastic. It's yeah. just a matter of time, really, at that point, right? Sure. And especially with MMA growing like it is, it's it's not not gonna hurt. That's for sure. Yeah, like I used to say, how like Toronto hip hop was like a wide open market, like as far as um the potential and like the openings in the scene. Mm-hmm. I'd say uh, as far as MMA goes, it's like it's just as wide open like there's um a lot of space for people to come in and really make something of themselves like in that field absolutely so um you mentioned um underground hip-hop toronto um what's the um what's what's your future looking like with uh with it are you still going to be keeping up with it or are you going to do any more events or are you kind of just deciding to shift your focus um I don't know. I've always said, like, if I'm going to start doing events um, consistently how I used to, um, I want to have, like, a bigger budget and, you know, just, like, ramp up production and make things, like, take it a lot more serious and get people uh, that aren't only new, but some people that are more established. That way, um, the people who are established, they can really get that, like, cult following from the underground. If you, if you know what I mean, and then um, use that to like, you know, just build more fans and, you know, make a bit of revenue, but also to have um, also for the for the newer artists to, to build off of them, you know, and get some traction, maybe take notes from a performance on like um, how they use props or their production value, like um, how they maximize their space on the stage. Like there's so many little things when it comes to performing. It's not just about like having a track in the background and like wrapping into a mm-hmm. mic, you know. It's um, there's a lot that goes into it, and that's why artists who are like, like big in the mainstream, they go and rehearse like a day or two before the show even happens, you know. And um, yeah, I just uh, I want the the newer artists and the ones like the smaller ones with less of a platform to be able to build off of the ones where uh, more established in the scene, you know. So. It really, it, it really depends. It's more of like um, something that'll happen in good time if I continue to do shows. Yeah, I I found that the network connections that I created through your shows was incredible. Like the the amount of people I still talk to to this day, and uh, through all your shows is wild, man. And you know, you see some amazing performances that you really, you really learn. Like I I know you've mentioned it to me before from the first time you saw me perform to the last time you saw me perform my performances got better right it's it's because i was taking notes from these people like your your butters shout out butters your jelly to fly shout out jelly (laughs) um they they demanded that you were engaged with them you know what i mean so you got wild with them when they were on stage and that's that's a big changing factor in performances so it was good that you created that environment of support for each other and uh, the the actual aspect of okay, yeah. what can so you something take from I this noticed with like um with artists like Butters and Jelly and some other people say like um this guy Mike Ella shout out to Mike Ella um mm-hmm. or even people like Fames who's like not really too active anymore but at the time he was like coming up really fast um so I have I helped elevate those people to a certain level in the Toronto hip hop scene 
Mm-hmm. And um, they've continued to like grow themselves without my help. But um, it gets to a point where um, some promoters like identify different artists and see them as somebody who they can like rely on to sell a certain amount of tickets and then they'll keep reusing that artist and then that artist is doing like the same show for the same promoter at a small little venue like 100 times in a row and that ends up like taking away from their buzz opposed to building it because now it's just like oh this guy again this guy again like you know and they do it so often it doesn't give the artist a chance to like make new tracks and come at it like in a new way right Mm -hmm. so um for me like i want to be able to take like i want to continue building with the artist so anytime i put them on a platform i don't want that to be like the end all you know like i want to to help them build even further so say if i do an extra i can go back to those artists i i helped originally in the beginning because they've grown Mm -hmm. since uh, the last time i've worked with them so now they're even bigger so instead of bringing them back to my platform I want to put another yeah. a bigger piece in front of them for them to like you know get there and then same thing is like I'm helping them build and like grow they're helping me build and grow because as a promoter like your shows are only as good as the artists that you have you know so me without the yeah, artist man. there's no show the show the, the artist without a a venue and someone to organize everything there's no show you know so I want to work um in partnership with the artists and I milk them for what they can really bring to the table, you know? 100%. 100%. So, um, so the weather's been pretty decent lately. Have you been, uh, have you been out on your bike recently? Always, man. Every day. Yeah. What, uh, what's, what's your bike called just for the viewers that actually enjoy that? I know there's a couple people who are super into like, um, auto body and, uh, bikes and stuff like that. Well, I got a Suzuki Jixer and, uh, well, Suzuki GSXR, but for the people who know motorcycles, they'll know what a Jixxer is. Yeah. So, uh, have you been uh, have you been taking it out like for like long drives, or have you just been ripping around the city? I haven't went anywhere far because there's no destination to get to, you know. But um, I just rip around the city, speed where I'm not supposed to, um, <laughs> all sorts of things. Really taking advantage of the open roads lately. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh... I was grabbing a coffee the other day and uh, I, I was realizing how empty the streets were down on Lakeshore. Yeah. Like relatively busy street on the, in the West end um, by Humber college. And it was like dead. Not just UFC, but other things are going to start to uh, come back. Other sports. It's we're, hopefully we get back to normal society soon. Yeah. What's well, uh one funny thing about like the streets being dead is I actually like in all reality I actually drive slower now that the streets are empty than I do when it's. Do you think it's for the reason of like getting pulled over is a lot less? No, I just um. With the streets empty, I just like I can cruise. I can go slower than the speed limit. I can just like you know let it yeah. burn a little bit. Okay. And uh, that's that's really interesting. Not worry about people beside me or anything. Like you know, I can just have fun and like take advantage of the open road. As where when it's busy, 
I just want to get away from people, man. It's like, oh, look at all these idiots on the road, and I'm just like zooming by them. And um, it's a consistent pace when the streets are empty. Mm-hmm. You can just cruise, you know. I don't have to worry about stopping and going. When it's um, when it's busy, I just like to go, man. Just get there as fast as I can, depending on where I'm going. You should, uh, you should get a GoPro. You should get a GoPro. My um, it's something I've been procrastinating on for a long time. I should get one, but I just don't. Right, know like you could just go for like long rides. Like uh, my buddy Sean McNabb, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure we might get him on the show eventually down the road. Um, he, Sean, <laughs> I was actually thinking about cracking that joke with him. <laughs> no, 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 not the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, the bassist of Creep Show. <laughs> oh, yeah, his son, his 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 bearded white son. Yes. <laughs> uh, but oh, he 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 rips up north like to like Tobermory and stuff like every day. Like that's just what him and his girlfriend enjoy doing. Well, I'm gonna assume that he rides. A he's driving a cruiser. I, do. I, I don't know. Yeah, see, for me, long rides aren't aren't always ideal. You know, for getting be on a cross rocket for too long, man. You're yeah, I bet. I bet. Does does your girlfriend does uh, does Rain uh, Rain enjoy being on the bike? Yeah, she sure does. Yeah, she um, as long as she holds on to yeah. me, she's fine. But um, I guess you could say she like she's used to it now. Yeah, um, yeah, she's used like, to it. You get, she, you, uh, you've had that bike since before you guys started dating, dating each other, and that's been a while now. Yeah. yeah. This one I got in 2018. Like I bought it. Oh wow! You get another one down the road, or are you just sticking with the same guy until it kind of starts breaking down on you? Well, it'll last a long time, especially like I'm always getting it serviced and taking care of it. But um, um, I'm thinking keep it, buy a new one, and then maybe with this one, like I either sell it to a friend so have more people to ride with. Okay. Or if I can uh, somehow convince my, my little sisters to ride a motorcycle. I feel like that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, man. All right, brother. Well, it was nice talking to you. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, again, I said it to Kyle, but you're welcome to come on anytime, man. I'd like to actually do, like, for these big UFC fights, I'd like to actually do, like, a segment with you where you come in and talk about... You know, I do, you could do one better. Freaking after these fights are all done yeah. on Saturday... Um, they're moving back into regular schedule where every Saturday there's going to be fights. So we could do a post fight and then I'm so down. The next one. I'm so down. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right. So you hear, you heard it here yeah, first good. folks. <laughs> all right, brother. Um, I'm going to let you go. Thanks again, but you, uh, you have yourself a good night. All right. And, uh, don't play too much, uh, UFC too, or uh, call of duty tonight. All right. brother. Easy. All right. Take care, man. Thanks Any- for having me on. We all have something that just strikes our fancy. And that fancy is this next segment. Matthew's Weather Report! Courtesy of Matt. Why, thank you very much, Kennedy. We're standing here at the big board. And if we look at the radar map, we'll see um, it's green. Why is it green? Anybody in the back want changes? I can't do this. If it's just green, 
It's a green screen and I can't read the weather. Uh, wait, I have an idea. I have an idea. Siri, what's the weather tomorrow? Some bad weather coming up tomorrow. Uh-oh. Down to two degrees and raining. Oh. Even though it says eight. Siri, go home. You're drunk. Back to you, Kennedy. Enjoy your day tomorrow, folks. Due to time constraints as a result of this app, this podcast will end in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Good day.